hello from the 21st century. I am your Captain Mariah Gossett, who is for sure not sending passive aggressive heads in the mail anytime soon. With me on the view screen, we have Clyde Haynes. And I just got to say, I am all for an awkward reunion embrace. Riker be damned. And your uh, pissed off positronic security system. Paul to touch it. Hello, almost. Clyde and Paul. You almost, almost. got it, guys. Almost, 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 <laughs> Welcome. almost. Welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod. Uh, we discuss all things new and classic Trek. Sometimes we're smart, sometimes we're funny. Uh, to be seen for this episode. Tonight, we are reviewing and discussing the eighth episode of the final season of Star Trek Picard, entitled Surrender. Once again, directed by Deborah uh, Camp Me. Camp Mirier and uh, written by Matt uh, ok- Okumara. Okumara? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I practiced. I did. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. So sorry. Um, but Paul, can you tell people how they can uh, find or share this podcast with their friends and uh, fellow Trekkies? Hey, everyone. We are on uh, Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, All links are at StarTrekPod.co. And if you are so inclined and you really enjoy our episodes, for $2, $2, you can help us and uh, to provide such amazing content. And, you know, and apparently uh, maybe help me get some speech lessons so I can't, so I don't, see, I'm I'm screwing up already. It's too much. It's too much. Anyway. uh, uh, $2 per episode at patreon.com slash Star Trek pod. You can do it. Clyde, uh, if folks are watching us live tonight on YouTube, how can they interact with us in the chat? Morris code. Just tap beep, out beep, beep, what you want beep, 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 beep. us to, to know. No, uh, if you're if you're watching us live, then we encourage you, urge you, insist that if you want to talk to us, just type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in the chat, and we will take a look at your comment, your question, your theories, your thoughts. And in that special time of the show, you want to let us know what your initial thoughts about the show were, just type in capital H, capital F, capital HF in the chat, and we will take a look at your wrap-up thoughts, notions, and overall assumptions. In Indeed, we shall do that because it is logical to do so. I think it is time for the next logical thing for us to do, and that is time for some... Hot Franks! Gotta do the Hot Franks. Um, Paul, what did you think about this episode? Uh, I thought the episode was very satisfying. I found it very satisfying. Uh I think I, I found it satisfying the moment I realized, oh, Amanda Plummer was in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it, it, it was like when she was smoking and, and talking. I was like, oh, that's Honey Bunny. <laughs> so, sure. so yeah, it, it took me a little, uh, a little too much time. Uh, I thought that it wrapped up pretty well. I think uh, we were wondering where Worf and Ralphie was, and, and there they were. So I, I thought that was that that, that was great. Um, you know, I, I I can I can poke things at, at things, and and I will as we continue. But other than that, like I was overall satisfied. Clyde, thoughts? So I don't understand what's going on exactly with Jack, and I'm sure we there's a Mariah prediction theory in in it for us later. Um, 
but I think we got a moment here that we wanted from day one. And that was the cast that we know and love all sitting around a ready room table. Like that was the moment where I was like, oh, okay. Now I understand that deep down in my heart, what I really wanted was a TNG reboot from day one. And now I'm getting it. So Picard aside, everyone's here, right? Minus, you know, Wesley Crusher. Um, But we've got the whole gang is back together, including Data, which I was not expecting, I have to admit. I wasn't quite expecting it. But, you know, what would a Star Trek franchise be without Brent Spiner somewhere? Um, So all in all, I thought it was we've got some fight scenes. We got some external uh, shots of the ship. We have some resolution. I thought it was good. Um, I'm just not quite sure where we're going. Yeah, I think uh, I'm in like a lukewarm cup of tea for this episode for me. It's definitely not been my like favorite, but there were scenes that I really enjoy. I think um, Worf and Rafi continue to have my favorite scenes in the show uh, since they've gotten together. I think they have some really fun on screen dynamics and they get to do a lot of the really fun stuff on screen. Um, I yeah. I'm sad to see the end of, of Vodic. I really thought she was a really great villain. And I thought there's some really uh, great moments and performances by Amanda Plummer in this episode. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a reveal. I cannot tell you how much I yelled at my screen when the episode ended. <laughs> Wait, is Vodic dead? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like but when, when the T-1000 gets broken up to a bunch of pieces, the T-1000 isn't dead. Well, here's my thing is, I, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's really, it's, it's really early for this, but as we know, I saw her coming in on screen. It is peanut hamper time. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, there was a very small thing flying. I'm just kidding. But you know, when things explode in space, I have full faith that peanut hamper is there to collect the trash. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know. in that, in that thought though, you know, when, She's out in space and she's frozen. I was like, okay, if you have a gelatinous life right. form. Well, it's been proven that they can exist in, in space. But but freezing was like, cool. Then when she hit the ship and she get into a, a, a thousand little pieces, it was like, okay, also cool. But then the ship blew up. Yeah. Then therefore heating up those pieces. And then uh-huh. I was like, mm, not so sure about this now. Yeah, I was like, they're either trying to tell us there's a possibility or no possibility, right? That that it could come back. Yes. Um, but I, I uh, you know, I feel like the main core of this episode, which is interesting, it's not where I thought we were going to spend a lot of time, but we did, was Data and Lore having their Mind Palace uh, showdown, uh, very a la um, uh, Lower Decks when we had... Um, Eugene Cordero's uh, character. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Rutherford. Rutherford. I was like, it's oh, coming. Right. <laughs> Rutherford. Um, Rutherford had to face off against his his former self. Old, old Rutherford. Rutherford yeah. Versus... yeah. Yes. Rutherford v. Rutherford. Um, so, yeah. What did y'all think? I, I don't have as much emotional attachment to data and or lore as i think a lot of other folks do i know he is quite a beloved character but that was not like 
the Star Trek. I I grew up watching Voyager. I'd only ever come in and out of TNG, so I don't really have that same kind of like, I think, emotional attachment to that character. So I wanted to see what y'all thought about those scenes in particular. So, like, for an adolescent sci-fi nerd, Data is the coolest android ever. Um, I mean, look, I'm I'll out myself. I grew up reading like the not quite human fiction books, like juvenile fiction, which are all about teenage boy robots. So I'm like androids. And so this whole idea, this motif of wanting to be human as an android, like I, so you talk about beloved. Yes. There's a certain attachment that I had to data. And again, as we all know that I say all the time, my favorite character is Jordy LaForge. And if you ask, mm-hmm. if you ask Jordy who his best friend is, it is data. Yeah. So there is a certain kind of attachment. So for me, the fact that he's not dead um, I did think that when we watched Picard last season and Data died, I felt like it just I was like, why? And so to bring him back while I wasn't expecting it, I, I enjoyed it. And if you brought the crew back together, it would have felt for me completely empty having not having Data there when we've seen him so much in the Picard series, either as an old Data or as a Q. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've seen him so much to not have him in this like forum would have just, it would have felt wrong to me. So I, I, I did really enjoy having him back. Yeah. And it is interesting that this is sort of like the most human data we could possibly have. And I did really enjoy seeing Data and and Jordy having their like friendship reconnection moment. And I thought LeVar Burton, I mean, is LeVar Burton and just like crushes all of those like kind of really does a great job of balancing having to provide both emotion and then also like a bunch of Star Trek techno babble, you know, within a lot of these same scenes, which I know can be kind of uh, difficult to do. But I, I also appreciate that they've been giving the younger LaForge kids a lot of the techno babble lines. And I was like, oh, it is generational. Look how cute this is. <laughs> um, Paul, what did you think of the of the death of your favorite character? Well, you know, like heroes need to die well mm-hmm. and i think like we saw here how heroic lore was he knew that uh vatic and the and the gang were going to be a problem he goes like the only way that i can really solve this problem if i if i can defeat my lesser brother data and uh as such i i will i'll give him the best of me you know and i will assume myself into him and then you know i, I there's, there's there's no better hero like you know it's actually lore season three (laughs) and Uh, that is a paul take (laughs) strong paul take strong Uh, paul take uh, i mean it's it's you know like it's one of those things where i'm of two minds like uh i i of course like go yes uh good for data he's the good guy blah 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 blah. but you know like if i if i were to be really like you know just like uh, like devil's advocate about it like here here is Laura with all his damage and like data set the trap for him <laughs> that, that, that preys on his damage and then poof yep, yep. <laughs> i mean and and I, I i don't know what to say to that and like i think my favorite line 
that Laura says is like, Data got everything, I got nothing. And, you know, and that's true. I mean, like, <laughs> to be fair, though, like, he did feed his his community to a snowflake crystal. But, like, you know, but, you know, anyway, it, it, we'll, we'll just agree to disagree and we'll move on. Like, it, okay. it's, you know, it's not like we agree about peanut hamper and that's the more important thing. Exactly. The most important aspect of our friendship, truly. <laughs> Um, the other kind of interesting um, two-hander scenes in this episode is with uh, Troy and Riker when they are in their um, on the Shrike in in the imprisoned on the Shrike, and we get sort of the emotional backstory of what's been going on in their marriage and since the loss of their son. and And I did think it was interesting to get to see um, how a, a Betazoid kind of has to deal with not only their own grief but the grief of everyone around them. Um, and in the ready room this week, they had kind of a package about the Troy and Riker relationship and, you know, it included some interviews and Marina Desertis kind of made the point of like, you know, it's kind of remarkable that after the loss of child that they're still together, that that's something that a lot of times will break up a lot of, uh, relationships and marriages. And so, you know, you got to kind of see how they were processing it and, you know, they made quite a few leaps, I think, in that conversation. But I guess if you're just stuck in a cell with nothing else to do but to talk out your your problems with and one of you is a counselor, <laughs> it might end up there. Um, but but what did y'all think of this reunion that we finally kind of fully got on screen this season between Troy and, and Riker? Well, this is one of a handful of my favorite scenes mm. for me. Um, and that's because... It, you know, again, we, we tend to think of certain relationships and certain characters as almost perfect and, and model-esque, right? And what we got was a realness. Now, look, you, you guys have been in, you know, been in, in some serious relationships. Long-term relationships, marriages are hard. And I feel like that is not always portrayed well on television. Um, if at all. And I think that's what we got here. We got this idea that the Riker Troy relationship was no fairy tale, but they did find a way to reconcile. That was hopeful and encouraging and what I want out of my track. And and it brought a certain level of realness. Um, and so I re- I did appreciate that scene quite a bit. Yeah. Paul, what did you what did you think of the reunion? Uh, like I thought it was fine and great and acting well and dialogue was great. Like, you know, uh, good at sex, bad at pizza. You know, uh, I thought, I thought that was a great line. Uh, uh, what I was curious was like, you know, in season one, like the kid had already died. Mm-hmm. So, like, were they going through all this in season one and we just didn't see? Cause it, like, the, it's always that thing where like Troy told me to go away. I go like, well, like that was like two years ago. Like we saw you. Like you know. Like how long ago had your kid died? I thought it was a while ago. I didn't. I didn't realize it was sooner. So like it seems like the grief is. I I, I don't under, I don't know the timeline. Well, so that, 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 that's I, my... I do wonder. So um, they they have revealed at this point that their uh, their daughter is at early acceptance at the academy. So I wonder mm-hmm. if it's that rearing of the of the head of an empty nest and like mm-hmm. what happens when For there's sure. no longer, you know, parenting having to happen. Gotcha. I would imagine that's when 
that can kind of happen. But again, we didn't actually see that on screen. So it is kind of having to, to infer a few things to your point, mm-hmm. Paul, but, yeah. um, but I do think it is like interesting to see how like, you know, grief doesn't just go away. Right. So it's like them having to kind no, of process you, it. You have to eat it with chocolate away. I, you know, the, the Troy style. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I also, I, it, to be honest with you, it makes me want to go back and watch old Picard mm. because, you know, I, I remember a while back I had a friend and, you know, we went over to their house to, for like a, a, a party or something and everything seemed great. Our kids played together. It was, it was all wonderful. And then a few months later, he told me that you know his divorce was final and i was like well wait well, hold on man i was just at your house a couple months ago mm-hmm. like your divorce being final that's not something that just happened right and so what i what i kind of learned through that experience is that there are, there's a lot of times that you don't know what's going on with people on the surface and it makes me want to go back and look and go were there signs mm-hmm. did we see distance were they like did we just ignore it like, was it sophisticated that they were setting the story up in, su- in, in such a way in advance that we just all, like, assume that everything was perfect because this was Roy. This was, I was going to say Roy. This was uh, Ch- Troy and Riker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of want to go back. I don't know that I will, but I've, I've been thinking about that all day. <laughs> there's a lot of TV out there, man. I don't know if there's I'm a lot, gonna, there's a lot of TV. Fine. There's a lot, a lot of TV. That's right. There's a lot. Um yeah, and I, I think one of my favorite scenes, though, was when Worf comes in, because I don't know if we've seen, like, all three of them together since, like, the, there, anyway, we haven't seen all three of them together in a very long time, and I found that sure. scene to be very, both, like, comical and funny and interesting, um, and I I just think Worf has the best lines of the whole series. <laughs> Agreed. I, I think, uh, the, like, do knives work on these changelings? I mean, I mean it I, seems to injure them, but I have noticed that Worf always is like phasering them afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's mm-hmm. like the takeout and then the dub, the double tap. You know, like in well, a zombie movie, well, like, you always have to have a double tap. So you know, like, and I was wondering about that because, like, for me, if I were Worf, I would just phaser him in the back and be done with it. Like, why do you got to stab him first? Because it's more fun that way. Apparently, so he's not as evolved as uh, he's saying that to, to Troy. That <laughs> well, it could also just be maybe it's a little bit more quiet to take people out that way and then to go back through. Who knows? But then he fires it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just one of those things where like stabby stab, burn. Like if, yeah, it's, it's stab like, stab pew pew. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, I feel like yeah, that has been one of my pet. I mean, it works. It, it works like you know when it needs to, and, and when plot for plot, like you know, like last last episode, there are like phaser, phaser. Oh, this one disintegrates. This one just makes a little hole. This one makes an ineffectual little hole. Like you know, maybe like, you have to hit them in a very particular place for it to sit. Yeah, maybe yes. the, the wharf. Or it could have like been zombies. I didn't there, want to a hit a phaser and accidentally hit my friends who are also in the same space in case this guy moves. You I'm know? gonna tell you if you if wharf is standing behind someone and then enough to stab him and they're worried about shooting his friend he's a bad shot <laughs> maybe that's why he prefers the sword he knows yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. a good shot <laughs> fair 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 
Also, I would feel like a Klingon is probably like, I need to spill blood today, you know? Yeah, no, 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 I guess <laughs> it's a changeling blood it is. Um, I also wanted to talk about, I felt um, like Jack was truly my audience surrogate this episode where mm -hmm. he's just like, just let me go to the bridge because I just also kept yelling that because I was like, yep. between him and Seven and and shaw i feel like they could take all of them out like i feel like i wanted to see like a battle on the bridge with those sure. three just like kicking some serious butt like it would have made my day mostly because yeah. i feel like seven is being a little underutilized this season and it makes me sad but uh, you, you well, think i feel you, like you she's right. driving a lot of plot and some great emotional beats but she is such a kick-ass character like and to not see that happening I get sad about it. <laughs> yeah, I think you know it's it's tricky because the the truth is you got a lot of people on set, right? Like there's a lot of people that you're trying to service, mm -hmm. um, and I I don't know that we found the right balance yet mm -hmm. because you're right. I think I you know you mentioned seven. The one of the questions that I've been thinking about all day is now oh, that. Sure. <laughs> more shot well actually a little bit but um really thinking about in terms of vedic did we get enough mm. like did like because again amazing on screen like so great but part of me was asking did i get enough of the bad guy and yeah. and especially now that she's gone i'm kind of like mm, i think i could have got a little more i think i would have been happy with a little bit more yeah, it stinks that we didn't get at least like uh, I don't know, like a better interrogation scene once she knew the the she was cornered and the jig was up. But we kind of got that last episode. I don't know. It's going to really depend on how this whole plane really lands for me to decide ha how I kind of feel about Vedic by the end of all this. But she truly had the best send off, like death line with fuck solids. Like <laughs> that was fucking solids was like an incredible yes. last line <laughs> to give yeah, her. No. Um, so I thought that was pretty, pretty amazing, um, way to send that character off. But, um, I'm trying to think that this, this episode had like a lot happen and not a lot happen. <laughs> I'm like looking at my notes, right? Like it was kind of the ticking clock of like, we're putting all these pieces together. The whole crew is finally together. Um, what like, was it like for y'all to see that crew around that table again? Like for me, I didn't even notice it. Like you know, like, like it, 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 I know, I know, you know I with know. the swell of the music. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. It's it was one of those things where, but it's like, in some ways, like it's like you haven't seen someone that you've known for ages, and they and you're just sitting hanging out, and like you don't realize that time hasn't passed. So like you know, like I, I didn't, I didn't miss it because you know, in some ways, it's it's always in the back of my head. I'm always in the ready room. Or mm. the stat, the, 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 not, yeah. I, yeah. So I, I thought, I thought it was, I, I didn't realize that, oh, I really didn't realize that all of them were staying together. Like, you know, I didn't realize that Shaw and Seven weren't there. I just, they were just talking, like, oh, yeah, this is, this is what it is. So, um, yeah. So that, that's an interesting point because I have to admit, that didn't dawn on me. Like, it didn't dawn on me, like, oh, why are they all together? Where is Seven and Shaw? 
right? Like, I guess I was so caught up in the nostalgia yeah. of one. And I thought, man, this seems like a much smaller table than the table of the Enterprise. Um, because I felt like the, in, the Enterprise ready room, you could get all of them and they had still had seats for guests, sure. right? Like the occasional, like, like yeah, <laughs> the, the occasional Wesley or some mm-hmm. ambassador, mm-hmm. like they could get everybody on the table. You'd be like, Miles, why are you in here? Shouldn't you be managing the transporter? Um, so it is, it, I guess that is, that's interesting. Now you got me really thinking like, why not? Because if you think about it, where we're at, it's their mm-hmm. ship. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming they are probably taking a moment to mourn the loss of their crew member um, who we did lose uh, Lieutenant Tavine this episode, our Vulcan uh, on the bridge. um, And and, and I would imagine they're taking a moment, although I saw some very um, scandalous fan art of what someone thought Seven and Rafi were up to on Twitter. And I was like, I mean, I would be happy with that, too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's on my likes on Twitter if you all want to find it. Wow. But <laughs> it, 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 it cut cut to Shaw just eating alone. A blue steak eating alone. No, no one likes Rafi having a moment. <laughs> no one likes me. Uh, I'm the voice of reason. No one likes the voice of reasons. <laughs> Mariah, I'm guessing if that if you're encouraging people to ch- take a look at that, that they shouldn't do that while they're at work. I mean, it's not that salacious. It, it would be fine. Maybe not okay. in front of a, a coworker, but, you know, right. it wouldn't get you in that much trouble. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, a Star Trek fan art, we we all know where it can go. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do know. These are Star Trek fans. Like, the extremes are where they're the ha- at the happiest. Yes. So. It's true. Um uh, oh, I did love, and I, I think um, Chupi made this point somewhere in the chat. I'll try to find the, the comment. But um, essentially, uh, Data and Lore and that whole situation, um, truly a cat saved a ship because Spot was the memory that broke Lore, which I thought was kind of a fun, fun moment. <laughs> the, the like meow echoing through the ship was cute. Um, we also got to see a couple of pretty big Easter eggs in those um, memories that Data was passing along yeah, over yeah. to Lore. Um, and I had seen some talk about, and now it's going to slip my mind. Um, so what did y'all think about those memories as they were being passed between each other? Well, you know, you got the Sherlock Holmes stuff. You have uh, a little Data. too much of it, I thought. But yeah, you, you have uh, Data's booty call. Uh you know, uh, in Tasha Yar, you know, uh, like, did they hook up more more than often than once? I just remember the once. He did have other relationships, though. Did he? Yeah. With who? There was a woman that who was grieving or something that was, like, all into him for a second. And well, then... like, yeah, she broke up with, did they hook up? Because, you know, like, they, they explicitly hooked up, like, you know. Yes, but uh, everybody was under the, the everybody was intoxicated, or she was intoxicated. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they had the, the the you know the the crazy water. Uh, they had uh, the deck of cards, which is like you know mm-hmm. the, uh, it's where mm-hmm. like data learned to bluff. Um, and they had spot, but like you know, was there? Am I missing something? Uh, no, so I wanted to talk about um, Tasha Yar, and there mm-hmm. are some people chatting online about: Is it possible that Armis is the thing calling for Jack? Ooh, I have, wow! I have I've seen a lot of that. I'm doesn't I? Someone's gonna have to explain to me how that would 
I also don't know how that would translate, but I thought it was interesting, especially after we got the Tasha Yar little Easter egg this episode. Let's take a step back. So, because uh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen that, but Armis, Armis is old, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, there's like drop. So there's been a couple of drops, and and this will all lead to the eventual deep dive that I've been doing in my crazy, crazy theory that I have uh-huh. that does not have to do with Armis, but. Um, you know, we know it's an ancient voice yep. that's ancient. fading. Fading. Oh, we, um, oh. we also had um, uh, Vatic say to Seven, mm-hmm. um, it's good that you're here to witness this when talking about Jack's powers. So that's another mm-hmm. little clue that we kind of can toss out there. Mm-hmm. And then it's a darkness mm-hmm. upon Jack. Sure, sure, sure. And, and Picard... Uh, uh, Picard was not, uh, you know, was the last person to see Armis, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so there's, there's there's bones to pick with Picard. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else would there be. We also got a small clip of Armis in uh, Lower Decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's, it's on the mind. It's on the mind. Uh, what else? What else can we uh, can we can we say about it? Uh, Armis has the same diction as the. Uh, hand face person, right? Like he he talks like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. Are and, you and, all... and he's gooey. He is gooey, not uh, a typical solid, right? So, so uh, he could theoretically link with you know with the other. That feels like a deep cut. <laughs> like it just it feels oh. like. It feels like, man, you are you go you're you're digging in deep. You're bringing back Armis. That that feels like a deep cut. Yeah. Okay. So, are you all ready for this crazy Mariah prediction you, time? You know, I'm I'm always game for a Mariah prediction. Like, bring okay. it. All right. So, it has been an hashtag spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about some things that I've found, um, and none of it is confirmed. A lot of it's on like beta sites. <laughs> Like, not actual spoilers for anything. I have not seen the last two episodes of this show. They have not released that to us. So all of this is just my crazy ramblings. (laughs) So here we go. So next week's episode, it has been revealed, is entitled Vox. (gasps) V-O-X. So when you look that up, you can find there's an Enterprise episode that has to do with a being that has some capabilities. I think that is just a red herring to throw us off the scent because... Vox was also <laughs> in a character in the Shatner verse books in which here is the synopsis. So Vox was a 24th century Romulan who had been assimilated by the Borg to serve as a speaker to the Romulan empire. Um, then some history about that, but the book, essentially the core plan of this book is the Borg and this Romulan steal Kirk's body to use as a weapon against the Federation. And uh, they essentially are trying to have Kirk kill Picard. Like the, the, the book's the book's called The Return, right? Yeah, The Return. So the plot of The Return has some very interesting similarities to the plot of this season, which just I think continues to 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 potentially point that it is the Borg on the other side of this because of Picard's locutus. So that is like a deep cut, deep cut. 
Like that is. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, even on. It's not even on memory alpha. It's on memory beta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's <laughs> so basically, you, you you take a you take a deep cut, and then you go to the deepest part, and you take another cut. That, yeah. That's what, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's like a line in a deep cut, like a, a, a that's a phrase. It's like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but, yeah. So, but this is what I think. I think they're gonna they're gonna just like name drop and be like, oh, do you remember that Vox who was, you know, the Romulan who tried to take me out using Kirk's body? You know, I was like, they could just slide that into canon. I don't know, like uh, because so, it it all happens right after Genesis. So, so here's <laughs> so, the thing: like Kirk's body is in Daystrom, correct? Right so, like, like I don't uh, maybe. I mean, and like, it's interesting it, that they put that in as an Easter egg. That that was one of the Easter eggs yes. that was there. I, I I like where you're going, Mariah, because something you know the line about it's so fitting that you're here. It, the truth of this is like we we've talked about is it this is it that is it this and i've seen people in the chat say vedic is the best villain since khan mm-hmm. and all that might be interesting but from a star trek standpoint the greatest villain ever is the borg yeah and so i have felt like there's definitely and with seven being so prominent and even in the the, the premiere episode all this talk about like is she seven is she you know commander hansen and again that came up today which was weird mm-hmm. right that didn't feel like it fit because he's already called her seven yeah now he called her lieutenant hansen and she's got to reaffirm that her name is seven of nine i i definitely think that there's a borg tie-in here <laughs> yeah um, I think also it's like it's potentially that, you know, Vadix Handler is like our Vox of this series, which is a changeling who has been assimilated by the Borg that is trying to find a way to take down the Federation. And as they've they stated early on in the series, while we have like the fun Borg now with Dr. Girardi, there's also a fraction um, that are still like, no, take down the Federation. And then Chupi coming in with the Latin says, locutus is the past particle of the Latin word locor to speak. Officially it means spoken, which is also the translation of Vox. There are times where I feel like I am not smart enough to be a Star Trek fan. You guys are amazing. <laughs> I just, man, yes. Um, yeah. Hmm. So I think, and I think because the Borg and the lo- the guilt of locutus still haunts picard and i think that would explain why they took that part of his brain because because i i wonder if they're like oh jack has these abilities because he is a descendant of a um de-borgified human and so it's like if they can then take those abilities which the borg love to do and then the borg changelings have the ability to not only look like people but to infiltrate their minds as well like unstoppable right an unstoppable villain let's take a step back uh let's say you are the uh the person behind the red door yeah why do you want jack well i think Whatever's behind the red door is trying to tell Jack what he is, and he's afraid to look behind the red door. I don't like, think the red but, door is necessarily. Well, well, well like, let, let me put it a different way. Like, we're assuming that the Federation Day is 
where they're going to uh, destroy Starfleet, right? Mm-hmm. So in 36 hours or so, they're going to destroy Starfleet at Federation Day. Mm-hmm. And, like, now that we see that Jack has mind powers, could it be that, you know, they want to just take those powers and control all of Starfleet? Right. Like, without, like, it's like a, a, a... They wouldn't even have to destroy it. The infrastructure would be there. They would just have all of the power, right? He just, he just, if, he, if Jack just inhabits everyone... Mm-hmm. you know at once and then like you know so so and that does seem pretty borgy you mm-hmm. know i'll be a little disappointed if it's the borg because like you know it's it's a little obvious in that way i'm hoping it's something different but like if you if i had to guess what why they need jack that seems like the most logical thing about it so so here's something that i've been i haven't been willing to say but nicole has said something that has spark me. So I've been thinking this for a little bit. So Nicole says, didn't Picard have a door in his mind that he was scared to look um, behind also? Wasn't this about like his mom? Was yeah. it like like Picard's mom was like locked away? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if this is something to do with that. Well, I mean, like basically Picard's mom, the season two, right? Basically his mom was bipolar or whatever the 22nd century mm-hmm. uh, equivalent of that is. Uh, she was locked in a room for uh, her own good, which seems rather barbaric for the 20-whatever century. Picard lets her out, and then she hangs herself. Mm-hmm. And he's always felt guilty ever since. Until, you know, Q, like, makes him face that moment, right? Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's, that's... So, is so basically, the door is, like, the partition for your trauma, right? You just can't go behind that so is the door is the red door some kind of trauma uh that jack is not facing maybe like maybe i i, I will say this and, and this this could be like uh a paul theory, mm-hmm. a Ready? Paul theory. yeah 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 let's, let's do it it's you a got a paul theory it's a little underwhelming, but but yeah, okay. Uh, it's it's not like Mariah prediction. That that's oh, because like, mine my... has all caps. Yeah, I yeah, can... yeah. Okay, uh, okay. No, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's it's fine. It's just a, it's just a Paul theory. <laughs> so like in, in this last episode, like there were two things that really uh, really stuck out to me. I saw like hmm, like one is like when Troy goes, "Have you seen a red door?" And I'm like, "Bitch, how do you know about my door?" <laughs> She's not a telepath. Mm. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? What the hell's up with that? <laughs> uh, and and then and then they they had this shot of her just talking to Jack, and I'm like, oh, is this Troy or is this a changeling? Oh, interesting. Because like that is interesting. I I don't know. Like, I, I, if if Troy is a changeling right now, it would. Be I mean, such would... a move. But it would move. be, I don't know if they would at this point, especially after we've had so many of their like kind of emotional conversations with Riker, if they could truly pull that off. What 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 what, True. what, what did she really say? I mean, she talked about their kid extensively. Yeah. Well, like, 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 like you were too sad. I could, I could do that. You were so See, sad. And then Riker's the one who said, you pushed your powers into me. Like, you know, like, like mm. bad to, I'm just saying, like you know, I I I don't know if it's correct. I'm just saying, like these two things were going, huh? 
That seems a little odd. How how do you know about the red door? Has Jack really talked about anyone about that? I don't know. So, it's a good point. I mean, I, there are a couple things that have that I'm 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 toying with in my mind as well. Um, when I thought about that scene, the first thing that jumped out of my mind is you. This isn't safe. I know. Like, me too. I like, the same thing. Jack. You know, his eyes go red and he accidentally kills people. So be like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> like, like, I mean, so I wonder if alone, Troy I like, can, if Troy can see it because Jack can make people, you know, he can also inhabit. They're essentially like their brains can just talk to each other fully, you know? Maybe, but she's asking at that point. She's going, yeah. have you seen a red door? As opposed to like, oh, I see you see a red door. Like it, I, it might just be a writing thing. It might be nothing, but like it was just something that I, I was mean, like, maybe he he explained it to his what he's been seeing to his mom and and Crusher was like, here's the lowdown before you go talk. If you know? I, I have to agree with some of our, our our people in the chat, if Troy is a changeling, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be pretty heated. I don't know. Like like you weren't there when uh, were you there when like Bashir was a changeling? <sighs> I mean, I have I, I not I didn't I, it didn't evoke the same thing, but that does remind me the other thing that I was thinking about, like Paul, I love what you said earlier about trauma and the red door being like this blockage to trauma, and that made me think of Beverly really talking about how he had this these nightmares when he was young. Sure. What if when he was young he encountered a changeling that male, you know melded mm-hmm. with him hmm. and that's why he's having these issues right but it is interesting that it's like coming in phases right like it seems to be getting worse his powers seem to be coming into a head right like this doesn't seem like something that he's had the ability to do his entire life mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah i've had some nightmares and like i've always felt different you know he's always said i've felt different but there's never been like i think to this capacity of what's been going on sure. before now yeah no i, I mean like like th- if I were to be, if it is the Borg, the simplest explanation is like, like he's 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 a little Borg because of his time with Lukitas, because mm-hmm. uh, dad's Luke, it got passed along, and when he was a kid, you know he couldn't sleep because the Borg were talking to him, you know as they do, mm-hmm. you know, and the collective then, whispers, and, yes, and then eventually like he's able to block it out because he's a kid, he don't know better, and he just blocks it out, and now mm-hmm. things are just coming to a head. Uh, so I like it, like it's there, like, you know, the, the Borg stuff is there. Like, you know, I, I, I'm, I see the pieces. Uh, I, you know, like, I, I hope it's not that I hope it's something, uh, I hope it's a deep cut. I hope it's like mm. something. That what, goes, would, what would you want it to be then? Cause I feel like a proper send off this season would be, uh, ending with the Borg, but that's just, me. I'm with you, Mariah. Paul, yeah, like, what, what do you, yeah. What do you want to see? I, I, I want to see peanut hamper as everyone does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is the only other logical way for that to happen is for it to be peanut hamper time. Um, so yeah. I will say this about that. About peanut hamper? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> if if this is a peanut hub, a peanut hamper reference, it is the. Biggest... It would never be because people would be so angry. People yeah, but be... it's such a deep, like it's such so an angry. inside joke. You almost have to laugh. Like you almost have to enjoy it. Be like, 
Man, you can't. I Mariah was right. Was. Do you, do you know how hamper. this would end up actually being a peanut hamper thing? We would never see peanut hamper on this show, but we would get some sort of backstory next season <laughs> or two on Lower Decks about like, oh, yeah. Do you remember when peanut hamper was hanging out with that Vatic person? You know, it would be something like that. Or or what I, I would also accept is like, you know, it's whatever. And then all of a sudden. Like, you know, Arch appears and then like Tom Paris walks out. I go like, Doctor, that was a pretty good hollow novel. I really like that. <laughs> oh man, people would be so angry. Like the anger would be so bad. <laughs> that was really good. Like you've got, you know, this is this is I think this is your best one yet. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like I, I would like, you know, I am not necessarily a writer. But I think the hardest challenge is to write the last two episodes of this 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 show, because truth is, no matter what you you're gonna do, no matter what you do, you're gonna get crushed. Like the the crushing is coming because what Star mean, Trek. Mean, trans- like, I mean, like like Lost landed perfectly, right? Like you mm-hmm. know, there's there's, there's no no Did one's Grant ever been just up there entered with- the chat again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I mean, like I don't know, like. Mariah, you're a Voyager fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a TNG fan. Do you honestly? Can you honestly say when you watch those episodes, the the finale left you with this in this place of like that was perfect? Yes, Voyager finale was great. The Voy- Voyager finale is so like great. like old right. Janeway and like present Janeway, yeah. Admiral Janeway, uh, like like that that is hot. It was a good one. It's pretty it, good. I'm not gonna lie, Deep Space Nine landed well too. Yeah, really? mm, TNG I felt like was just okay. Well, you, 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 know. you didn't like the, the near destruction of the universe because of uh, Picard. Going I mean, like, but they got the movies. I feel like the are the movies really the 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 better tie up for for TNG. Well, like well, Star Trek Ten. Uh, so that's not we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Terry Metalis has written the last two episodes of the season. He is our showrunner, um, yeah. and uh, the last two are entitled Vox, and then the last generation is our finale finale episode i still feel like there's a lot of stuff to tie up in two episodes truly like, like what else what else well find out who the guy uh we have a whole screen, v- we have i a whole mean we got all frontier day i mean what mm-hmm. so it's kind of i keep forget they've like done a good job of reminding us that frontier day is like on the horizon but like the ticking clock i have no idea where we are in the time frame because it felt hours. like it was supposed to be like two hours from when the first episode started <laughs> like you know that was like the ruse was like oh we're coming on board to check this ship on the way to go to frontier day um what oh. yeah. one thing that i you know didn't like about the episode is like when they get pushed into the room everyone and then like seven doesn't go into the room mm-hmm. and and like Shaw goes, what are you doing accepting the consequences of what she just stood there <laughs> she's doing it she didn't do and what was gonna happen? They were referring to so Shaw was upset that he didn't blow that she didn't blow yeah, the turbo I, 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 lift. Yep, I, I get it. Right. Uh, but what was she supposed to do? What was she gonna do by staying out there? I think she wanted to make she wanted to keep Jack safe. I think that was more than anything. She was like, I need I she's like, I can trust that Shaw is gonna watch the rest of this crew. I need to trust and watch and make sure nothing happens to Jack. That's a, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. But anyway, we'll, we we'll shall see. see. 
We shall see. Um, I'm trying to think if there's uh, other things I thought were great in this episode. Rafi being like, hey, fellas, and then just having a full on kick ass uh, time going down the hallway, taking out minions. Um, I thought was great. Her and Worf are, again, fantastic. Um, I did love the old school um, um, cloaking on the ship. When it went into cloak, it looked like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bray cloaking. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I love that they did it like that way. It looks so so nostalgic and fun. Um, and and I I guess uh Rafi and Worf had also grabbed some uh bird of prey tech to use on their shuttle as well. But we all know I, I have no doubt Worf could figure that out. So Oh, I just assumed that they just transferred the uh uh the, the cloaking device to the shuttle. The shuttle. Oh and then, yeah. and then brought it back onto the ship. I mean, the, they have Jody there, so he would know how to do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Any um, thoughts about uh, new data? I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see how he functions in like a pretty much cl- as close to human as possible body, right? Like this is the first time data truly gets to feel human. So I think I'll be most interested in how he functions in more emotional situations. Uh, I think uh, I think it'll be fine. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, like it'd be like saying, like how uh, how would it be to see a a more human emotive Spock? No, I think I think the difference is it's he. Data has always been largely invincible, right? He's been a bit of a superhero because he's super strong. You know, if you were to cut him, he's annoyed, but he doesn't necessarily feel pain. Like, this is going to be a new world for him. Like, he's vulnerable, right? His body is is synthetic, but it's, it's he can die. Like, he can truly die again. And so I think, I, I think that changes. The fear of death or harm changes a person. Mm-hmm. No, sure, sure. So, so, so he, he's going to be a baby, as you're saying. Great, great. I, I, I hear you. Feelings make you babies. Fly Haynes, everyone. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Um, I'm saying, I'm Nicole, saying don't be scared, Data. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Nicole asks, uh, since the other ship was blown up, um, Vedic's ship, does that mean the weapon was blown up? Well, they they dropped the weapon in like, random space by the nebula before they took they uh, kept going. So. so assuming the space squids, squids didn't blow it up, it's still floating out there. So yeah, you so go peanut pick it hamper, up. peanut hamper has it. Um, it has, it has portal te- a peanut hamper with portal technology that would rock. <laughs> Scary. That would rock. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. You know, she, it's gonna Pina be great. All, yep, yep. It's going to be great once Mike McMahon and all of the, the lower decks crew get a hold of all of this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, and they go like, oh, like, let's put together just like Voltron. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that was it for, for my thoughts and questions of this episode. Did y'all have anything else you wanted to discuss? Yeah, I know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the two. Like, I, I, think, they, yeah. I think they can wrap it up. I, I don't think it needs to be like all they have to do is just like beat the big bad oh the yep. big bad is this person a big bag of monologue mm-hmm. you know and then uh and then we keep on and then they go like okay here's the you. baton we're passing it along <laughs> uh, like uh, can we agree or can we discuss or whatever mm-hmm. that beverly and picard probably aren't going to hook up 
they're not going to get together. No, I I hope the my hope the last scene of this series is Picard walking into that bar to finally see Laris. See, yeah, yeah, uh, that that that's that, yeah because she's the one. Yeah, that's my yeah. hope. Yeah, Clyde I, agrees now. Well, I've always been a Laris fan from day one. You know, I'm I'm day one Laris. Like, um, but what, was it me? Am I am I going crazy? Because I feel like. I was the only one saying this. You get like, oh, Beverly's here now, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. They have a kid. No, the, the difference is I am a Loris fan. Whether or not I believe that he's going to make it to Loris is a different conversation. Mm. I think I think Picard could die. We talked about this before, Mariah, where Picard ultimately sacrifices himself for everyone else. And Finito, I, I question whether or not he will actually physically make it back to Loris. But like, the the Picard and Beverly thing has not worked, right? And listen, I'm a pretty forgiving dude, but she didn't tell him he had a son for mm-hmm. all a bunch of great reasons. But I don't know that you could truly come back from that. Like that's a yeah. pretty significant breaking of trust. So yeah, I, yeah sure. definitely team Lars. Um Carolyn asked an interesting question. Um and uh says what about both Beverly and Troy manipulating their son's fathers about their sons? Seems like shortchanging and reductive writing for key women. Um, I mean, I will, I will say, in general, I felt that a lot of the women on this series this season have not been given a ton of wonderful <laughs> emotional development <laughs> nor usage um i feel like we've gotten a lot of cool kick-ass moments which i love great um but yeah i i would i would i would agree that it's like it's an interesting it's an interesting point it's interesting to see how pushed to the sidelines a lot of the women have been put this season and you know i have I'm uh I'm waiting until it ends to give my full diagnosis and thoughts. That's like, I, that's I how I'm you, feeling. Right, I agree with you. My question, it's also a packed cast. It's yeah, packed. Yes. It's a big ensemble. Big. A, my question is: aside from perhaps Data, has anyone gotten any development really? Um, I feel like Worf has had some really interesting character development moments. Um. But, like like in the series or off screen? Like uh, they you, you... have been all off screen. You are correct, Paul. You are correct. R- Riker has had some development mm-hmm. on screen. Like mm-hmm. we've seen him. He's had. I think to... Shaw has had quite a few. Yeah, Shaw has but... just been right. That's all he's been. <laughs> but like, I think like, he... like, But he's been challenged. A but bit. he's been challenged. We've gotten to. We've gotten mm-hmm. some big emotional speeches from Shaw. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to know Jack sure, on sure, sure. some levels. You know, we uh, yeah. Like, like I said, I don't disagree with you. I, I, I just feel that. Uh, what, a, what about Sydney? I feel like we got a little bit of Sydney and her father, but not gotten, between her and. But it's yeah. again tied to a man. Does this series thus far? Uh, I would be. I'd have to go back and and see if this passes the Bechtel test. <laughs> I do not think it passes the Bechtel like, test. Yeah, no, like, it, it it is it is this thing where I'm like, yeah, you know, like I, I watch it all and I go like. Everyone's pretty messy here. Yeah, I, I, I'm waiting till it fully ends to to see how everything lands before I give my final my final verdict. But it has mm-hmm. seemed very like I'm 
giving you a hug and telling you how much I have missed you. And now I'm going to maybe give you a few lines of techno babble from time to time. You know, I think I was mostly like, we got introduced to Beverly in such a like interesting and like bananas way at the beginning, only then to put her in an ice box for like an episode and a half, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, to be fair, Vedic, like she's a fully developed character. That's pretty kick-ass. That's true. That is true. Well, I, I, I see the changeling. So, <laughs> yeah. Now again, it was attached to a man, but I thought the conversation between Beverly and Picard and like episode two or three, three yeah, whenever whenever they finally dethawed Beverly, um, I thought that was a really a really emotional moment. I felt like it was a little too quick, but it had the beginning of something. I thought we were going to get more of that because mm-hmm. this is a weighty conversation. Like you've hidden him, and now he's in danger. Like, but it, it was mainly a lot of Jack and Picard yeah. talking, and and like. It's interesting because it was kind of like, well, shouldn't I, you guys kind of sort of be having this conversation with Beverly? Like, should she be available or at to least, fill in some of the blanks? Like, Yeah, I I'd wish I got to see more Jack-Beverly relationship structure. Mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't gotten very much of that at all, if any, really. Yeah, it's it's been this kind of, I don't know, this cliched mom-son, like, relationship, like, uh, this protective mom that's all we see is beverly as the worried protective mom and it's not nuanced at all yeah so i mean i'm giving it till the end to see how everyone kind of gets wrapped up i um as far as troy and Riker are concerned i feel like that they have such a deeper history that we are all like more aware of that it feels a little bit different and i also don't think she was manipulating as far as like at least from what we heard in that limited jail cell conversation you know of what we can kind of get from is that they've been dealing with a lot of emotional stress and she was trying her best to help him in some way you know and while it wasn't the correct way to help him i don't think it was manipulation in the same sense i i will say one thing that was funny to me is when she says um, when he goes Imzadi and she's like, you know what? I really wish I had taught you a different <laughs> beta Z word because real talk, like pretty much for the last 30 years, there's only one beta beta Z beta Zoid word that people know that Riker ever mm-hmm. says, and that's it. And you would actually think that being married to uh, to a beta Z a beta Zoid he would have other greater dialect, right? Yeah. Like there are other words that he would say. His vocabulary for her would be much more evolved. Um, and it isn't. And so I thought that was a pretty funny nod to, you know, fan service. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was interesting. Sounds to me like Riker is not a great husband. <laughs> I'm just saying I he might be a good that. guy. I'm, I'm just sounds to me like he's mm-hmm. like he's like, you know, like doesn't learn uh, his wife's culture at all. At all? They were dating for like seven. We watched them date for seven years. <laughs> I mean, look, I listen. I think <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of Riker, and you know, look, if you've got to be either good in bed or bad at pizza, I'm going with being good in bed. You know, we can order. <laughs> yeah. So, Team Riker. Uh, oh man! All right. Well. 
yeah, TBD on my final thoughts and feelings on 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 that discussion. But I am I am aware and paying attention. <laughs> I'm just being very generous and letting it ride till the end. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. Um, yeah, because I'm just like y'all put up some scenes that I find incredibly boring that I would have swapped out for some some like you know some conversation between Seven and Rafi, but that's just me, or a conversation between mm-hmm. Seven and Jack that is more profound than let's look through some ships but you know <laughs> but even though <laughs> which like, i enjoyed exactly. i liked the ship uh, thing right. but that's it could right. have had some like l- extra layers to it you know like a little lasagna time, <laughs> lasagna time. I, okay, I, good. I could have done with a little bit more of sydney and her sister conversation too that too mm-hmm. like that that relationship just like we got like a little bitty tea you know and i'm like that that would have been there they seem so different like that i mean yes to me they seem different i'm like look if you're trying to launch a spinoff that's that is give me some of that the laforge sisters in space yes like who doesn't love sibling dynamics like come on siblings siblings don't like sibling dynamics but we like it watching it on tv more more data come on clyde like this is it, it was and that was that was great television yeah right? fair, fair that's fair fair ab- yeah. absolutely fair yeah um all right guys i think that's it for my thoughts anything else from y'all i think i'm good I'm ready good. to sign off Alrighty. thank you all so much for watching again or listening this week we appreciate it. we'll be back next week to talk episode nine vox we will confirm if my crazy theory is correct um, you can subscribe, rate, and review uh, the podcast on Apple. Uh, you can also find links to everywhere you can get this at StarTrekPod.co. You can also find links to our Patreon if you'd like to join us there. Clyde, where can people find us on Twitter? You can find us at Star Trek Pod. Come on. And thank you to Karen who runs our Twitter. What's up, Karen? Appreciate you. We appreciate you. Thank you all so much. Live long and prosper. Bye-bye. Bye.